Oh my God, is this it? I don't even, oh my God, this is happening. Okay. I have to say that it's such a different experience thinking about recording a solo podcast live. Like, (laughs) it's one thing to get cozy and like shut yourself out from the world and share your private personal thoughts on a solo podcast, but to actually set yourself up to doing it literally while people are listening while you're speaking is, I want to say it's ridiculous. Like it is, it's a challenge. It definitely puts a hurdle into the mix that I wasn't, not that I wasn't prepared for, but that you know, I didn't need this hurdle, but I kind of am already addicted to it. Like all day today, I was just like, oh my God, tonight's the show. Like I got texts from friends, like tonight's the night. And and at first I didn't even know what they meant. Like my friend was like, big day today. And I'm like, what is she talking about? Is that for the wrong person? And it's cool like it brings me back to having dance recitals and like the excitement of the big show which I think realistically I should be brought back to like just doing stand-up since that is something I do all the time that is a show um yeah okay like I'm also I have technical concerns like is it even working can you hear me because you guys can't chat but I'm assuming that it's going it's going great you're doing amazing, sweetie. Um, yeah, so, okay. I do have a list here of things to cover. Do not worry. Um, and I also, of course, up top, I have some announcements. They're not that thrilling of, the, they're not a thrilling type of announcement. You know, I'm not going to be like, I'm, you know, everything's changed. No, here's the announcements. I don't know what this is, okay? And I am going to be slowly figuring out what this is over the next few weeks, over the next few months, over the next year. So I appreciate that you guys are here with me in the beginning as we figure it out because this is literally episode one. Actually, it's not even episode one. This is like episode negative two, Like we need kind of two in the can before we even realistically know what this is. But let me tell you what I think it is, okay? I think this is a solo podcast. I think we're going to go deep on specific topics. We're going to, of course, have all the segments that you know and love from Esther Club. Like that's a non-negotiable. Those segments are here. They're locked. They're loaded. They're ready to go. Um, I'm a little bit inspired by Emma Chamberlain's podcast because she does a solo show where it's just her and she does deep dives into specific topics. So that is definitely at play. And I think that's all I really know. I think when I, when I ask myself, what are my goals for this show? I really just want you to feel like, hey, it's an hour call with a person you know once a week kind of vibe. And that's that goes for you whether you listen to this when it broadcasts live here on AMP or if you're a person that's going to be downloading it at the end of the week, you know. I think it should be the ultimately the same experience, which is just like, hey, I'm checking in with a friend and I'm hearing what's going on with them because from what I've been reading... But yeah, that's right. 
I just dropped a bombshell. I've been reading. We're actually social creatures. And I know that seems obvious. And I know that you probably knew that. Or you didn't. And you're like me. But we're meant to be social. So, by the way, when people you know are, like, shaming you because you spend too much time on Instagram and why are you posting a selfie? Dude, we're freaking social creatures. We're literally made to do that we want to share we want to be a part of a community that's not just you being weird and lonely no that's you being a human being with a freaking brain so a lot of the things that I've been reading a lot weirdly about like the brain which is so embarrassing and borderline cringe to admit but every time I'm reading books like this I find myself turning the pages highlighting things and just thinking to myself like oh my God, it's, I get it now. I'm a human with a human brain. That's why I do this. That's why I'm like this. Like, I just love having these answers and explanations that don't make me feel like I'm such a freaking monster, crazy, crazy head. Like, (laughs) that's right. I call myself a monster, crazy, crazy head. Okay. And if that's not the first hashtag to come out of this show, then truly, I don't know whatever could be. Okay. But I am truly when I'm seeking entertainment and education and just simply things to pass the time, I am always looking to just feel less like monster crazy, crazy head. (laughs) Is that what I said? I don't want to feel like I have all these problems and it's just me and oh my God, like I'm so crazy because I can't break the habit of snacking late at night or like I'm such a maniac because I can't get out of bed. It's really hard for me some days. Like, no, but I, I lost, I'm losing my train of thought a little, but I do also want to highlight that the point of time in which I'm starting this podcast is like, guys, I've had a lot of free time on my hands. And that is a good thing. And it is also a very bad thing. In fact, in the last week, I've had both my mom and Carlos have to tell me like, bitch, get a job or bitch, stop thinking about yourself. Like, because I've had so much time and I'm working really hard, by the way, on having a routine, getting into a groove. But Even that, like, sometimes I have to throw that all out the window. And by the way, side note, I'm still working. Like, I haven't just, I'm not just doing nothing. Like, I have Trash Tuesday, and I'm writing, and I'm like, is that it? Um, Well, I'm, I'm honestly professionally in a little bit of a holding pattern, if you will, just in terms of, um, I guess, acting work and, and writing stuff like that, because... Uh, I have this indie movie that I wrote and that I'm waiting to get made and we're raising money like from investors. I guess that's like how the indie movie world works is you're like, hey, I wrote this script and hey, you're an investor. So read my script and like, do you want to pay for it to get made? So that's what's happening. And we're in that process right now. And so dates have been moving and blah, blah, blah. But Again, I really don't think it's like cool or cute to talk about things like this before they're actually a real, like a real thing that's happening. But for the sake of explaining to you why I'm in a weirder spot than usual, by the way, everything is a weird spot. Like no matter who you are, 
And what point of your life you're in right now in this moment, bitch, you're in a weird spot. It's all weird. There's no normal freaking spot to be in in your life, especially am I the only one that like post COVID it feels like everyone like everything is like a little different. That might be because I started eating edible weed. I don't know, but I feel it in the culture. Like I feel like everyone is just kind of like sniffing around like, Am, like, am I living based off a lie? Like, and I, that kind of just comes from, I think also on top of weed, just making me really introspective and like questioning everything. But it comes from feeling like I'm seeing a lot of people on TikTok being like, the way we treat motherhood is bad. And like, straight men don't really like women. Like, there's just all these like big grandiose things that can be true and can be untrue. But regardless, it's like, to me, it, it shows that we're, some of us are questioning what we signed up for. Like, and I am at, weirdly, I don't feel like I'm experiencing that as much because I really haven't signed up for something. But I do wonder, um, I wonder if I had taken other paths, if I would feel that way. And I guess to be more specific, like last year I did have a miscarriage, which we will do such a deep dive into that. Don't worry. I have so much to say, like, but I'm like, oh, I wonder had I actually stayed pregnant and have a baby, like, what I have then ended up feeling like, oh, I just fell for this trap of like wanting to get pregnant. And then now I'm like stuck with motherhood. And that's a pretty like dark thing to say out loud. I'm realizing that thus why this show being live is like pretty scary. Um, but like, I, I wonder that. And then I also, I, by the way, like it's not all doom and gloom. Wait, actually, technically that would be the opposite of doom and gloom because I'm saying that I'm grateful things turned out the way they turned out. But the real doom and gloom would be like, oh, I wish that I had had a baby, but I really don't feel that way. But I also, you know, I'm definitely, it's not off the table, but I'm just saying, (laughs) I'm just trying to say it feels like, we're questioning things a little bit more than we used to be. Again, that could be projecting another thing we're going to do a really deep dive into because you guys, once you fully wrap your head around what it means to be projecting, it's like the scariest thing in the world because you learn that like everything you complain about or dislike in other people is just you. It's just you just don't like yourself and you just are judging yourself by way of judging someone else. And, you know, maybe you're like me and you've heard that before and you kind of understood it, but you kind of didn't. Or you like understood it to an extent that you were physically comfortable with understanding. But my understanding of it now after like, I don't want to say studying it, but just like really trying to learn and learn from real life examples. Like you need to be so careful what you complain about in life because if you're not careful I promise you you are going to be walking around there complaining about how so and so is so annoying and they're so rude and they do this and this literally you're talking about yourself and maybe that's not always true okay maybe that's 
like an exaggeration and maybe it's only sometimes true, but I'm, but trust me, like lean more towards it might really be true. Don't, don't be one of those losers out there that gets stuck complaining and literally just sharing with everyone how you feel about yourself. Now that said, you best believe I am so overwhelmingly guilty of that. Okay. Like I am everything that I'm sharing with you that I'm learning or working on or have learned like it's because I messed it up. Oh, that reminds me. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I do have a story that I want to tell you guys because it popped in my head last week and I just was like, maybe that's like kind of interesting. It's like whatever. So, okay. It has to do with podcasting. So that's why I was like, Oh, I'll share it on my first episode. And the moral of this story is basically we're going to have to figure out what it is and why it's relevant. But okay. So I want to say about 12 years ago, 11 years ago, um, a long ass time ago, right? Like in my first year or two years living in LA, I got invited to a group dinner and it was at a fancy restaurant. And it was one of my girlfriends had invited me. She's like, oh, this guy, um, this rich guy invited me to this dinner. And so you should come with. And I'm like, I've never, ever been invited to a rich guy dinner. I was like 22. You know, I'm like, oh, my God, like this is this is how it all happens. Like this is where dreams come true at a rich guy dinner. So and I, just to be clear, hasn't happened since. It did not happen before. It did not. Ha- one time I got my one rich guy dinner. So we get to the dinner. I forget. It's at some like fancy restaurant in Malibu. And I have no memory of what the food was. If I ate what it, whatever, which is a good thing, because I think um, if I did remember the food from 12 years ago, like I'd be like, OK, you need eating disorder treatment again. So I go to this dinner and. I actually, I actually do remember. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, okay. I, the guy, it was a, it was a, some of a famous writer was putting the dinner on and I didn't know him. I didn't really know his work, but he had been talking to my female friend who was a very babelicious babe about maybe writing a book with her. And we get to the dinner. She gets a text from the rich guy, writer guy who's throwing the dinner. He's not coming. Like, oh, wow. Okay. I'm, I'm already like, we're off to the races. Wow. I had no idea how these things go down. So the rich guy can throw the dinner, invite the hot girl, invite other people, and then just not show up. What is that? Anyway, so I'm now at this random dinner where the writer that she's supposed to meet with isn't even there. And there's like five other people there. It's a round table. So, you know, those size tables or restaurants where like they're so big that almost picture like you're at a wedding and you are talking to who you are sitting next to. And that is that. Okay, there is no across the table. There is no three people down. Like the table is too big. The circle is too much of a circle. And it is too big of a circle. So you are, you got your person on your left, your person on your right. That's it. And maybe your bread basket, whatever. So on my left is my friend. And to my right is this guy. And this guy is 
that's who I'm stuck with, you know? And of course, my friend who was happy to talk with and who I ended up talking to most of the time. But, I, you know, you're at this mystery dinner. You got to at least like engage a little bit with the guy on your right. And the guy on my right is conventionally handsome, conventionally, conventionally handsome and conventionally. I, oh my God, this is live and it's scary. Conventionally attractive man. Why do I get like all like, like I can't quite say words when I'm thinking about a hot guy. So not my type at all, you know, but he's fit as fuck. He's muscly. He's good looking. And by this point in my LA life, uh, I already know good looking guys like this. They don't see me. They, they look my way and they see, they might even see my clothes. They don't see my face. They don't acknowledge me. They just, they see right through me. Okay. And this guy was not like that at all, but I had my defenses up. I had my defenses up because I'm like fit, tall, handsome man, this guy, I don't, I'm not having it. I made up my mind about him before I truly met him. I just decided like, ugh, I can't do it. But then we start talking and he's so nice to me. He's like smiling big at me and like making eye contact and asking me questions about myself. But I'm still 22 years old and I've just been through it. (laughs) So funny to say, but like I've just been through guys not acknowledging me. And I'm like, you know, I'm rolling my eyes. I'm in Daria mode. You know, I'm just like, whatever, hot guy. And so he's asking me questions about myself. And I mentioned, you know, I, I do podcasting because guys, this was 12 years ago people didn't really know about podcasting. Okay. Like they didn't. And this was, I think I must've had weird adults at the time, or I might've had, I've had so many, so many podcasts. It is, I don't know whether to be proud or humiliated, but it was either when I was doing the Broad and Esther podcast or for a second, I, if you know this one, you know too much. I had a podcast called the little Esther pie cast probably one of the first podcasts to mess with the uh the word usage of pie and pot okay so i at the time never wanted to say i'm an actor i never wanted to say i'm a comedian and i still don't like saying i'm those things when i meet new people the reasoning has probably changed a little but at least at the time you know it's very vulnerable to put yourself out there and say, I'm an actor. I, and I, that's something I'll never forget from first moving to LA was like how hard it is to, when you meet someone new and they ask you, what do you do? What do you, you know, what brought you here to say, Oh, I want to be an actor is the most degrading thing you can do or feel. It does not feel good. So. Where was I? So it's really hard to be like, oh, hi. Yeah, I'm Esther and I'm a short Jew who struggles with her weight. And yeah, I want to be a famous actress. Like that is so hard to do. But side note, if you can actually do it and assert yourself, like you have more power 
than you'll ever know. But that was really, really hard for me in the beginning. Anyway, so I also just didn't want, oh my God, wait, the other one, comedian? Good luck telling someone you're a freaking comedian, but you're literally sitting there like Daria, quiet and hate the world. Like people will be like, well, you're not very funny or can you tell me a joke? Like there's so many annoying things that people could say. By the way, no matter what line of work you're in, I am certain that you probably struggle with this to your own, in your own way. And on top of that, there's no doubt in my mind that I am not personally me. Esther Pavitsky, if I meet you and you tell me what you do, there's no chance in life that I'm not going to comment ask whatever the hackiest, most annoying possible thing I can say or do just because of my curiosity. So I am guilty of the thing that I am judging, again, projecting. But anyway, so back to this guy at the dinner. He asked me what I'm doing. I don't say actor. I don't say comedian. I'm just not not having that. Okay, so I say podcast. I do I do a podcast. So that's like an easy one to say. Nobody's going to care. People don't know what it is at the time. And he goes, oh, my God, I can't believe that. I am actually about to start my own podcast. (sighs) When I tell you the worst case scenario just got worse. The the last thing, the last thing you want to do is be seated next to someone and by the way, I'm sounding the most like, like my Daria side is really out tonight. Like I am just, ugh, do not talk. And I'm not always like that. I, in fact, I'm way less like that now than it used to be, but I'm sure in times I'm very much like that. Like I don't want to talk about it right now. <sighs> so he goes, you know, oh, I'm starting a podcast and I'm just like, ugh, this is the worst thing ever. I don't want to freaking talk to you. Like, handsome, friendly guy with muscles get away. Ew, 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 ew. So he starts asking me questions about having my podcast. I don't remember much more. And I don't even remember how I, I, uh, well, I'll just say this. I'm never going to forget his name. I'm never going to forget who that guy was. And I'm never going to forget how stupid I was to choose the path I chose while talking to him. Because if I had actually gone to that dinner with an open mind, and if I had met that man by being present in the moment and letting him be himself and letting not, and not allowing my predisposition to judge attractive people negatively, especially like at a mystery dinner or whatever, by the way, the concept of a mystery dinner. Oh my God, wait, we lit. Side note, I have to pin, I have to make a note to tell you about mystery dinners because the reason I'm calling it that is because that's something I call something else. Okay, so I fucked up because if I had just been my true self in that moment without judging that guy, I would have had a really great conversation with a guy who now hosts a podcast I listen to every single week I listened to his podcast and the guy I was sitting next to you you might know him you might not but his name is Lewis House and he hosts a really awesome 
literally one of my favorite podcasts, you guys. Like, it is, he is such a good podcaster. He's a great interviewer. And I, I so rarely revisit this memory of meeting him. But when I do revisit that memory, I'm like, oh my God, he was a great podcaster then because he was warm and he was friendly and he was asking me about myself and he had a natural curiosity about him. And he's it, those qualities that I was so eye better than over it in the moment are what makes him today, like literally my favorite podcast. Like he, I can't even recommend it. Like it's such good self-help. And when I listen to him and the way he asks questions of his guests, it's like this guy, his brain works like my, his brain is working so perfectly to me because he's asking the right questions. Anyway, so that's my little story I wanted to share with you. And like I said, there's not really a clear moral, like I, cause I don't fault myself. That's a thing. It's not like I'm sitting here like, oh, I should have, if only I, uh, no, I don't, you know, I did what I did. I was how I was in the moment. I think, I guess the takeaway is like, you know, don't show up with a bad attitude. Oh my God. Is that, is that like the whole lesson of the show today? I don't know. Maybe. Um, and if it's a lesson, it's definitely a lesson for me too, because I totally can show up to things with a bad attitude because I'm a freaking human being with a human being's brain. And you guys, we're all the same. So let's get into the segments. Okay. And also is a big theme that we're all the same because it like, why else would when I talk intimately about personal experiences like why else would they be interesting to you if you didn't feel like oh my god I experienced that too anyway tangent tangent um okay so let's get into the segments by the way this podcast is now called my pleasure and the reason for that is because I'm doing it for me and that is so that I am mentally reminded that this is a form of creative expression for myself because for years you know when you're doing creative things or trying to be in the public eye kind of don't know like okay um will they like this will they not like this and I've always found that whenever I'm just doing it for me that is when the most people have a reaction that is positive to what I'm doing. So, and also the name Esther Club, while I love it and while it, it was so necessary, um, because I just, it, it's just cheesy. It's just a little cheesy and I'm trying to de-cheesify my vibe. <laughs> Say that with me one more time. I'm trying to de-cheesify my vibe. Because I do feel like I straddle both cheesy, but also like I'm kind of cool too. <laughs> we just found out what the least cool thing you could possibly say is. So welcome aboard. Okay, let's get into our segments. So the most important segment 
is obviously the anti-sadness. And because this is episode one slash episode negative two, I'm going to explain it. So maybe you have been seeing on social media for the last like eight months or so I've been posting when I go on my quote anti-sadness walks. Now, I wanted to rebrand my walks in a way that was true to me, you know, and all over TikTok, everybody's going on their hot girl walk. It's all the same thing. I love actually the branding of a hot girl walk. But for me, anti-sadness, what that really means is I believe it is too much to ask me or to ask any of you or anyone to do something to make you happy. Okay, that's like way too much pressure. I I don't need to be chasing down happiness, okay? What I am trying to do is prevent being sad. How do you do that? You prevent it before it hits. Thus, the anti-sadness segment. So every week on this show, when you tune in, I'm going to tell you what is this week's anti-sadness. Now, of course, always an anti-sadness option is going to be a walk, right? I don't care if you are hitting your treadmill walking literally around the block for five minutes. That is an anti-sadness walk. That is something that will help you fight future sadness. That's what I believe, okay? And if you're here, like we're in the religion of my universe right now. So when you're here listening to this show, what I say goes. Like this is the Esther universe right now. Like this hour of your time is for you to step out of your universe and come into mine, okay? It's very, like, that's very dominating of me. It's very aggressive. But I want you to spend, an, like, a little bit of time with me. One, because I want to creatively express myself. And two, I want to share with you all these things I've been lurk, lurk I almost said lurking. And that makes me feel so ugly. I can't quite put it into words, but I'm here to share with you all the things I'm learning, all the things I'm working on, whatever. We're making life better. This is our hour together. So this week's anti-sadness, oh, I almost, I can't even explain it without telling you, of course, today, the way I woke up, okay, I woke up today with a hangover, not from drinking. No, I don't drink, not from weed. I don't get weed hangovers from eating late at night. I'm so embarrassed. I literally had what I call a snack attack. And I didn't even go that crazy, but I did in fact have a snack attack. And so I woke up with a hangover. And when I wake up with a food slash snack attack hangover, the world is too hard for me. It is is so hard. And I'm going to tell you how hard it is. I woke up. I knew that I had yoga in one hour and I had signed up. I had paid for my yoga. So if I didn't go, that's, that's a commitment that I'm not keeping. And that's really bad. And I was thinking to myself when I woke up, there's no physical way I'm going. Like I'm just not going. And in my head, I roll through all the consequences, right? Like, okay, I don't want to go. I'm not going. If I don't go, okay, I'll lose some money from that. I'll be embarrassed. I'll feel shame. But then it's like, oh my God, like 
if I can't even go to freaking yoga, like what is wrong with me? This is a rock bottom. Like I, I've lost control of my life. I'm an addict. Like I start spinning out and all these bad things. And you might think like, oh, that's so, um, hyperbolic or that's so dramatic. That's not true. That doesn't mean, but I actually think it's a good thing that my brain steps in to say like, that would be really bad. Like, that's really serious. Like you said you were going and I did some way, somehow pull it together and I showed up and it helps that the class is only an hour. And it also freaking helps that the way I feel afterwards is so phenomenal. Also the place I go to do yoga, it has such a small town vibe. So I create like a little fantasy world around it, like, which is another, I'm so many tangents today, you guys, but I am really hooked on the concept of creating fantasy worlds to step into. It sounds crazy. And I feel so like a high person saying, I'm not high right now. I'm not like, but it's something I've actually always done. It just kind of took me trying weed to like really articulate or just understand that I really do have to like create little fantasy vibes. And I do with my friends, you know, we always, I, we've done it for years. Um, but one of the, the, and it, it works a lot with like going places. So anyways, one of my little fantasy vibes that I've created in my head is like, I go to my yoga class. I feel like I'm in a small town. It's like a getaway. It's an escape, right? That's all anything is. It's an escape from my reality. So um, I go to my little, I, I, I go to my little yoga studio where I pretend I'm in a small town. I didn't have coffee yet. I just, I know it's a one hour class and I feel so good afterwards. I made it happen. And when I tell you guys a thing about me is that when I accomplish something, no matter how small, I celebrate it. And that doesn't mean I actually like do anything to celebrate. I don't like buy something. I don't like, uh, I don't do anything, but I just tell myself I'm so proud. I am so proud. And I always think back to what my mom said to me about how when I potty trained, (laughs) I didn't think we'd hit potty training episode one. I didn't, but here we are that when I potty trained, like I was so proud of myself when I successfully potty trained and I, I'm like, oh, I feel like that's really stuck with me. Like when I accomplish something, no matter how tiny, I really cheer myself on. I'm really, I feel so much pride. And sometimes it seeps into the people around me in a very annoying way. Like I'll be like, Dave, can you believe I did this? I did this. I'm so proud. I'm so like, if I make him food, the amount of praise that I need to receive, I don't need it, but I really want it. And it's almost like he knows it now. So he's just like plays along. He'll be like, no, this was amazing. Like you did so good. And as much as I'd love to judge myself for that instinct, like I do not. I love that instinct about me. I'm like, great. If anything that gets you from point A to point B on your journey of where you're trying to go and it doesn't cost you money (laughs) um, or calories, like let's rock, like be proud. So I hope, 
I, I share that just because I hope that I, I guess one, cause I'm curious if you do that too. And also I hope you, you take that from me if that's something that will help you too. Okay. Where was I? So the reason I brought, I brought that up because it leads to this week's anti-sadness. Um, because I felt, um, this thing I call sludge, which is a thing I came up with, a term I came up with with, um, my therapist a couple years ago, like, that sludge feeling is like when you just feel like I, you cannot do it. Whatever it is that you have to do that moment, you just, it's too hard. And so, you know, the whole thing, like you name your monster. No, the concept is um, you watch a scary movie and it's always scarier when you can't see what the monster, the alien looks like. So once you see it, it's less scary, right? So it's like you name your demons and makes them less scary. Like show your fucking face. Anyway, um, oh, I call it sludge because I'm like, oh, okay, so that's what that's called. When I feel like I literally cannot do anything, I, that's sludge. Named it, know what it is, makes it easier. Maybe, hopefully, I don't know. So my anti-sadness this week is, obviously it's to walk, okay? That's a given though. We're not just gonna give you that one. It's to keep, no, yes, it's to do what I say. It's to keep my commitments. So this week, how I am going to prevent sadness is, bitch, if you signed up for yoga, you're going, okay? Is if you said you have this or that, you're doing it. And obviously there's things in our life where we just, we have to show up. It doesn't matter how you feel. It's, we have work on Wednesday. There's no, there, there, there could be sludge. There's usually not. Um, but there could be. And so for me, the sludge really shows up around exercise. Not always though. Def, it really shows up like after I like ate something naughty and I don't feel good about myself. And that's a whole other deep dive. Okay. So my anti-sadness this week is to do what I fucking say I'm going to do. So I successfully did that today. I said I was going to go to yoga. I went, even though it felt impossible. It felt like I was in sludge. Okay. Next segment is the taste of the week. Now, taste of the week is an old school segment from Esther Club. It's obviously staying here with us. And it comes from this food philosophy that I have, which is what do you have a taste for? (laughs) And it's funny because it's so dumb, but the more that time goes by, the more I realize it's actually, bitch, it is smart, okay? Because if you, it's basically the philosophy, like, eat what you crave, eat what you have a taste for. If you have a taste for pizza, have pizza. Don't have um, something other than pizza because then you're going to eat, let's say you have a sandwich and said you're going to eat your sandwich, you're probably going to still want the pizza, have the fucking pizza if you want it. Now, if you don't want to want pizza, like, don't, I, I, I don't know. That's a whole other thing you have to figure out for yourself. But, like, eat what you have a taste for. The taste of the week is, gosh, it's always going to be some version of vinegar because I fucking love the taste of vinegar. And I need to look up what does that mean because I think it means that, like, there's too much basic there's like not enough acid in my stomach. I, I don't know what it is, but I love vinegar. 
And I'm like so proud of myself for loving vinegar because I normally identify as like someone who only likes things that are really bad for you, like fucking cinnamon rolls and cheesy mustacholi, like the things that taste so good that they're undeniable. Like usually that's where my brain wants to go. But when I crave vinegar, I'm always like, oh, you know, I'm just like that really healthy girl. Like I just like a little vinegar. Like, oh, I'm weird. I'm different. Like I'm, I'm so smart. So I'm very proud of myself for liking vinegar. So the taste of the week is actually a quick, easy recipe. I'm going to tell you, um, off of a TikTok, I had saved this TikTok forever and I finally made it yesterday, this recipe. And it's so easy. And you know, if I'm saying it's easy, like, <laughs> you know, it's easy because I am lazy. I'm not lazy. Everyone's lazy. Everyone's lazy. And lazy people are smarter than non-lazy people, I think. Um, in defense of lazy, that'll be another deep dive to come, but um, I struggle with cooking. I'm working on it actively and I'm going to change that belief of myself that I'm struggling cooking, but that's for later for personal time. Um, the recipe, the taste of the week, I'm going to tell you, it's really simple. There were no measurements in the TikTok, so there's no measurements here. You do it with your eyes and it's it kind of was like a viral, basically a carrot salad. I know that's disappointing, but it is so good. Basically, what you do is you get your big ass carrots, you shave them down with a peeler, you get like thin carrot ribbons, and then you throw on some drizzle of olive oil. You squeeze some fresh lemon juice, you throw on something called rice vinegar, a lot of salt, a lot of pepper shake it, mix it, eat it. It's so good. It's so, I think I'm going to be like an adult and describe food as bright. I've never said that, but it's like bright tasting. It's, I'm going to say it again, just in case you're like taking notes and want to know, because this won't be available for replay until I think Friday, but it's sliced peeled carrots, um, olive oil, lemon juice, rice vinegar, which you can get at Whole Foods, salt, and pepper. It is so good. And I'm doing a thing where like, I think I'm going to basically like make it, have it throughout the week, you know, throw it on as a side with my turkey wraps and all that stuff. So that's the taste of the week is this freaking viral TikTok carrot salad. It's so good. Can you believe I'm like so grown up. I'm literally talking about a carrot salad. I'm like 45 years old right now in the best way. Okay, the crush of the week. So a crush of the week is someone who is famous or not famous who I've met or didn't meet. <laughs> it's basically a person this week I'm like really into weirdly and randomly. And this week's crush of the week is... God, it's so, it's beyond unguessable. It is so something that you would never think. It's Bethany Frankel. I need to defend myself right now. I have never seen The Real Housewives. I have never, I've never known the channel that Bravo is on. I don't, that's not my world, okay? But 
Bethany Frankel has been using TikTok phenomenally. Like, I'm going to go there. She's, I think what it is, is I respect anyone who puts themselves out there and who is entertaining us and who is just freaking just talking to me, you know, like she's talking to her audience. And I just feel like so many celebrities don't actually do that. Like there's this wall up where they're never really sharing. We're never seeing like we're never chatting. And I, I hate that. Like I, I get it. Like you want to protect yourself. By the way, same. Like there's a million personal things that I'm not going to be coming on here and sharing. Like, of course, well, <laughs> probably not, but no, there are. And so I get that. Like res- I respect your privacy, everybody. I get it. But Bethany Frankel like comes on and is really just sharing things and she's not facing the insecure. She might be, but she's defying the common insecurities and fears that I think come up for a lot of people, which is like, which I'm facing again, this crush on Bethany is all a form of projecting, but it's like Bethany is using TikTok and not afraid of being someone who's too old for TikTok, because that is so a thing that comes up when I talk to other comedians at the comedy store, you know, I'm like, Hey, like, do you use TikTok? They're like, Oh, I'm too old for that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What is this? Like, why do we have to, why? I Basically, all of that is to say, I don't care. You can drag me out by my gray hair. I No, I, I don't know. I don't have gray hair yet. Um, I have one that I've had since high school. So my gray hair actually makes me feel really young. But my mom and my sister have had gray hair since they were like 22. Okay. I love that Bethany Frankel uses TikTok, does not have insecurity, does not hold back, is talking to us, is creating a relationship. She's taking advantage of this platform in a way that I don't see other people doing, and I wish more people would, and I hope they do. And I hope TikTok does catch on more with like the older generation. And I know it's intimidating to like download new apps, but obviously if you're here listening to this on AMP, that's not a problem for you because you guys like just downloaded this app that probably no one you know has heard of yet. It's very new. Like literally it's only, I think, known right now for Nicki Minaj's radio show and now mine. Um, But I just like seeing Bethany Frankel in this different light and talking to her audience like we're real people and that's not to say that I don't love a Hailey Bieber you know who's like just posting vibey stuff like I love that but I would also really like to get inside your head more and get to know you and I do think that ultimately why do the Kardashians dominate it's because we know them they've shared they don't share that much anymore you know inside of their show but they share a lot on their show and I'm inspired by that. Like I want to share. I want, I want to talk to you guys like you're like friends or family because you are. And again, like it goes back to what I said when I first started this episode of like, we are social. We are, we're herd animals. Bitch, we're animals. Bitch, we are. We want to share. We want to be seen. We want to be heard. We want to listen to our peers. And so that is really where I'm coming from. It's like, I am both 
so lonely yet so desperate for alone time. Those both of those things are pretty much always true for me. Like I am always alone. No, I'm always lonely. And I always want to be alone. Like that is such a common theme for me. And uh, I guess that's why consuming entertainment like podcasts is like the perfect thing for me because I feel like I'm listening to people talk, but I can press pause. I can, you know, I don't have to contribute. And then doing it here myself, it's like, oh my God, I can fucking get all my ideas out there and share with people. And like, maybe they'll resonate and maybe they won't. And it doesn't matter. All that matters is that I'm expressing myself and it's such a happy bonus if people relate to it and enjoy it and want to get to know me and want to get to know themselves through getting to know me. So anyways, again, it's very rambly today, but it probably always will be. So um, let's get to the next segment. Top five-ish. Okay. So the top five-ish is the top five things of any category. It can be my top five movies, my top five flavors of dessert, my top five beverages. Today, it's very uh, <laughs> on theme because it's the top five-ish things I'm going to do instead of snacking late at night. That's not to say it's not okay to snack late at night because it totally is. But lately, I'm in a bad habit of doing it and I don't like it. And part of it is the munchies hitting and part of it is just a habit. And it's also me just needing something to look forward to at night. That's a treat. So top five things I'm going to do instead of doing that. One is to color or to paint. Now, I don't have any good, like, classy, fun adult coloring books. I would love to. I The only ones I have are kind of boring and lame, so whenever I try to use them, I never stick with it because I'm just like, meh, this is boring. I think maybe some, like, really nice markers might upgrade me on that front. Um, painting, on the other hand, is so much fun, and I rarely do it. I've done it once this year and I look forward to it so much when I do it I have no skills and I embrace that um I don't care what my painting looks like all I care is that while I'm doing my painting while I'm painting I feel like I'm having a fun time, like I'm just doing whatever I want and I'm expressing myself and I'm picking colors that make me feel good and I'm making brush strokes that like feel good to make. So I love painting. I never do it, but that is definitely on my list of the things I'm going to do instead of snacking late at night. Next is to journal. Um, I really I really like journaling. I didn't do it for so long. I did it a lot in high school. I did it a lot in high school, actually. Like, I feel like when I think back on my life, I'm like, I had some epic journals in high school. Um, I stopped doing it. I'm pretty sure I didn't do it at all in college. Oh, I was way too depressed. Um, I didn't do it a lot of my years out here in LA because I was just like too too much chaos. I've started doing it again. 
Um, it's really just that way to get inside your head and to know what's really going on in there. Now, some people meditate for that. That's not, I'm not that girl. Okay. That's not going to be me. For me, I need to dig deep, get in touch with myself and do some journaling. And sometimes when I sit down to journal, all I do is write down what I did that day in bullet points or like write down what did I eat or write down what do I want to accomplish tomorrow. Like sometimes journaling is just really basic ass boring shit, but then sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's like, oh wait, I actually realized about myself that I really want this or that or da 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 da, da. or maybe this isn't serving me or blah, blah, blah. So journaling, if I get a snack attack tonight and I choose journaling instead, I will be a hero in my own story. Okay. The next on the top five-ish is a new one for me. And that is to work on a Pinterest board. Pinterest is just the P word. It's embarrassing. It's like for not cool people in my head. I have so many judgments around it, but when I use it the right way, when I use it to just escape and make a little fantasy board of things that make me feel good. It can be, it can be quite fulfilling. Okay. And then the last one on the top five ish list here is to vision board in real life. So I would love to get myself a poster board, get a stack of magazines, cut, make little clippings and just make myself a real ass vision board. I think that would be a really great way to spend my time and energy as opposed to a late night snack. I think realistically tonight, I will probably most likely do a Pinterest board. Um, I'm probably not going to paint because it's like, it's just annoying to get out the paints. Um, but it is pretty fun. So maybe if the snack attack gets really serious, I will paint, but okay. Is that all of the segments? Um, gosh, we're like really nearing the end of today's show. I did. Oh, okay. I have two other segments that are new, hot off the presses. Actually, there's three. I don't think we'll get to all of them today, but definitely next week. Oh, by the way, next week. Oh my God. I didn't even talk about this yet. There's so much to talk about. I am going to Italy, you guys, in like three days. And I obviously am terrified, okay? Because I am a Midwest ass bitch. I don't like leaving the country. I don't really like going anywhere besides Skokie, New York, or Los Angeles. Like I, maybe Minnesota, but, um, and I know that there's many ways to receive that breaking news that I'm going to Italy. One is big fucking deal. A lot of people go to Italy. Two is, whoa, that's so cool. You're so fortunate. And three would be the most, uh, would be the reaction that you know me the best is, oh no, Esther's going to Italy. She's probably freaking out. Yeah, I'm very nervous, but I'm opening my mind to new experiences. I'm going with a group of friends who it, it's such an undeniable opportunity to go and do Italy the right way with really fun, really cool people who I'm going to enjoy talking with no matter what. Now, here's the twist on my Italy trip. Basically, I call it the hot girl Italy trip because I'm going with a big group of hot girls. Okay, cool, smart, hot girls. But there's a twist. Dave is coming with. <laughs> so... 
Dave will be the only guy on a hot girl Italy trip. I'm thrilled that that's happening. Um, and I'm really excited to talk about it. But I'm bringing this up now because as the show's coming to an end, I'm going to be in Italy next week. So I know it's weird timing to like start my show and be like, by the way, next week it's going to be different. But um, I don't know what time yet I'm going to broadcast from there. So I will update you guys on social media and, you know, in other ways. Again, if you're here, like you're paying attention. And so I know you know what's up. And within a month of doing the show, it's going to get a lot easier to to understand and to find. It's just, again, we're really in the early stages. We're really figuring things out. And I, my God, I cannot tell you, like I'm laughing because it's so serious, how much I appreciate you if you're here listening to this. Like that is so mind-blowingly cool. I am so grateful. And I actually know what the, I know, I mean it. Like I used to be like grateful, but now like when I'm grateful, I'm fucking grateful. Like the fact that you're here, it means something to me. It's cool. We're a fucking, we're a thing. We're a unit. Like this is your hour in Esther universe and I appreciate you being here. So, okay. Um, I think we have time to get to this last segment, which is very important because it is the new segment called Hot Girl Homework. I obviously love it already so much. And hot girl homework is exactly what it sounds like. It's your homework assignment to be more like a hot girl. And I've said it a million times. I will say it again. Being a hot girl is a mindset. Okay. I don't care if you're a guy. I don't care if you're, um, I don't care what you are. Okay. You have hot girl homework and you don't need to accept the homework assignment at all, but, um, here's what it is. Oh, wait, even just saying homework assignment out loud, it just made me think of all these recurring dreams I'm having. They're back of like being back in high school. They had stopped for a while, but, um, okay. The hot girl homework this week is to try to eat blueberries as candy. I heard someone talking about how they stopped. They used to love eating gummy worms and they stopped eating gummy worms because they don't make them feel good. By the way, I'm never stopping to eat gummy. I'm not, I'm never not going to eat gummy worms. That's not an option, but the hot girl homework this week is I want to get some blueberries, have them on hand. And when I want candy, I'm going to eat the blueberries instead. And I'm just going to see how it goes. And if I still want candy afterwards, that's fine. And I don't eat candy all the time. I don't mean to sound like I'm I'm not crazy, but I love candy. And the hot girl homework is eat blueberries as candy. And you guys, that's it. Like that's, we did it. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay, wait, afterthoughts. This was so much more fun than I thought. I was so nervous all day. I am just so grateful that you guys are here on this journey with me. I can't wait to hear your feedback. Um, you can DM me on my Instagram at Esther Monster. You can DM the podcast account. By the way, make sure you're following at My Pleasure Podcast. And that's it. Thank you so much for making this so special. And um, I'll see you guys very soon. That's it. <laughs>